Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Wolves Weekly. Sponsored by MyDieselClaim.com. Hello there. I'm Mikey Burrows. And welcome to Wolves Weekly. And a special episode. Another of our feature interviews with this season's squad. This week's focus is on a young man by the name of Tommy Doyle a midfielder who's joined the club from Manchester City. At the age of just 21, he's starting out in his career, and yet he's already achieved and done quite a lot in loan spells, going abroad to play in Germany, a couple of spells in the Championship, including promotion with Sheffield United, and training and playing alongside some of the greatest players in the Premier League with Manchester City. What many people may not know is that Doyle was almost destined to be a top-level footballer. Both of his grandfathers had served as players for Manchester City with a combined more than 800 appearances and more than 50 goals between them. We'll discuss his family's footballing legacy, how he stays grounded and why he wants to be a role model for young fans and an interesting choice as his footballing idol. But we start with Tommy telling us how he's found life as part of the Wolfpack. I think whenever you, you go to a new club, of course, at the start, you know, you're a little bit nervous. You want to just get in and, and meet the lads and, and get going. Um, but yeah, with the experiences I've had before, you know what to expect a little bit more. So you're not like just going into the deep end blind. Um, but yeah, like I said before, the lads have been, been top class with me um, and so have the staff. So yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. Because it's the element that I think people probably don't realise that happens when you're a professional footballer. Because you dream of being a professional footballer and you dream of making these moves. But then um, there is a camera in your face for the entire first day. You don't get a moment to kind of, I guess, catch your thoughts and, and take in the surroundings of everything that's going on. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, you get used to that um, kind of cameras and and people, you know always wanting to to see what you're doing and and that type of stuff but no I mean for me I was just excited to get in um you know obviously it's a big step for me now coming into the into the Premier League which is obviously something that I think that I'm I'm ready for and yeah like I said it'll take a little bit of time with everything and, and getting going and and yeah I'm just looking forward to working with the with the gaffer his staff and the lads and and getting to know exactly what he wants and then going out and performing on the pitch and, and winning games is it ever something that you can prepare for, the stuff that comes with being a footballer off the pitch? You know, you train, you've lived your life for many years to what you do when you cross that white line. 
Is there ever been anything that kind of helps you and guides you for what happens off it? Not necessarily. I think I've obviously been fortunate with the with the background that I've come from, with obviously my granddad and stuff, and you know they they tell you things and know what to expect and stuff. But it's something that you can only do once you're in that moment. Um, but it's again sometimes it's a nice thing, you know. I think when you know if you're in the shops or you can speak to fans and interact, it's always a nice thing because you know a lot of especially the younger lot look up to you. Um, and obviously see what you're doing on the pitch and, and you know when they get to your age they want to be in your position so in, in, in that terms it's nice but you know there's, there's good and bad with, with everything Talk to me about your granddads were you destined to be a footballer from your family lineage? Um, maybe um, <laughs> no I'm obviously very fortunate you know it's something that that I have great pride pride in obviously with what they did in football for, for Man City and and, and in their careers in, in general was obviously amazing. And yeah, I think it's something that obviously I, I've always wanted to be a footballer, but obviously I want to better what they've done, um, which I always used to say to them anyway. So yeah, it's something that, that obviously I take great pride in, but you know, I have to make my own legacy in the game and, and, and push on myself. And obviously I know they're not both here anymore, but obviously the information that I got off them was something that I'll take with me wherever I go, you know, about the basics of football and, and what it takes. And yeah, I'm obviously very lucky to, to have had them. Because uh, I, I'm picturing, look, when I was young in the back garden with my dad, my brothers and my granddads, for you, was it a, a little bit more technical? Was there more things that were getting added in that the rest of the kids didn't actually get? Not necessarily. I think they were just big on enjoying the game. Um, obviously, I'm fortunate with my dad as well, who, who's obviously been in around it with his dad and, and that type of type of stuff that he, he knows the game really well too. And yeah, whenever I was a kid, it was just like, just enjoy the game, just go and play, go and be free. And, you know, that doesn't change now. Obviously, I still enjoy the game. I still love the game. But obviously, there's a lot more, you know, technical and tactical things that come with it. But, you know, the basics of playing football is enjoying it. And I think when you enjoy it and you feel comfortable in your environment, you know, you, you, you end up playing your best football. And you know, I can definitely feel that here, for sure. That's an interesting point you make, though, because when you're young, you, you do play for enjoyment, but this is your job now, right? So is, is there a, a difference, or are you actively kind of in your mindset making sure that it is fun? No, of course there's a difference. You know, you, you have to go out and get three points at the end of the day, and, you know, there's a lot that comes with it, like I said before, technically and tactically, and and what you need to do to get the three points, um, which obviously when you're younger, you just, you know, you get put out there and you just go and try and score as many as you can. Um, whereas now, of course, it's different, but, you know, that that's still enjoyment for me, you know, learning the tactical side of the games and, you know, obviously different things, what different managers want and and then going out onto the pitch and, and, and putting that into into the game, which is which is obviously a good thing. And, you know, I've learned that off the managers that I've had and I can see it with the gaffer now what he wants and, you know, obviously I'm learning as quick as I can and, and yeah, it's exciting, it's exciting. Were you always a midfielder? Yeah, 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 I've always been a midfielder. So when I was younger, I was a, a holding midfielder and then um, I got to camp about 15 and then at City Academy, they pushed me a little bit higher up into like the 8 and 10 to learn that role too and I've kind of gone in between in between the two so I've been fortunate in that sense that you know I, I, I understand all of the midfield roles which 
which obviously helps you in, in, in this game. It's the difficult question. Do you have a favourite? I think holding. Yeah, I think obviously when I can get on the ball and try and dictate the game and, you know, bring an intensity, but also bring a calmness to, um, you know, to try and dictate a game. And yeah, I can see it here. You know, we've got great lads that, that I can play with and 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 learn from, which is which is good, and I'm 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 just looking forward to you know getting in and, and kicking on. That's an inset into mindset as well, though, Tommy, because you know there there'll be some young lads who who want to be in the advanced areas and want to score goals, because that's where the glory is, right? But there's a different glory, I guess, and a different um, tempo that's needed and temperament when you are the guy who wants to control the game. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean. Listen, I think you see it on, on, on the weekends, you know, the people who score the goals get the credit, but there's a lot more to that, you know, and the, the lads here that score the goals will, will know that too. You know, it's a it's a process in football nowadays and, you know, it starts from the goalkeeper right the way through and, you know, you, you've got to learn that process and, and what the manager wants and, you know, buy into that and learn as much as you can because there's there's always things that you can learn in this game. You know, it's constantly evolving and, you know, that's exciting for someone like me who wants to get on the ball and wants to play in these different shapes and, and different ways of playing out and going forward. But, you know, also I think as a holding midfielder, you can contribute in, in some ways to a few assists and goals whenever you can, which it, which is obviously a lot of fun. So are assists as good as goals in your mind? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, you know, you, a goal is a, is a goal at the end of the day and if you can help assist... You know it's perfect because you, your team's winning. You know I'm I'm very much about the team. Um, of course, listen individually. I want to perform and want to be the best I can be. But you know, in order to be that, you need your team. And and yeah, I think that we we have that here. And I think once we once we keep learning on the training pitch and keep keep buying into what the what the gaffer wants, it, it's only going to go one way. And I think that's forward. These conversations are all, I guess, about mindset and it's giving fans an insight into to who you are as people more than anything else. And I think what's fascinating in what we've talked about so far is um, you keep talking about learning. I, I wondered when, if ever, you will feel like you are the finished product. No, I, d I don't think ever you can feel like that. I think with the way the game's going, you know, it's constantly evolving with what managers see, what different people bring into the game and different structures and that type of thing. So I think to, to improve and keep going forward, you have to keep learning. And, and you know, that's every day, you know, training, giving 110% and, and working and learning. And, and even off your other teammates, you know, I'm probably one of the youngest in the team. And, you know, I, I, I want to learn off these lads, but also I believe that I can help too and, and, and put in what, what I've learned from the game and, and yeah, I, I, honestly, like I said before, I think it's just exciting um, and I think we can really kick on. What's that like being in the dressing room like that? There are a lot of young guys around, but obviously, you know, you've had a taste out on loan of proper first team dressing rooms. I did an interview once with Chris Coleman and he talked about when he was coming through that someone said to him, you're not a, a fully fledged pro until you've played 100 games. That was what he was told and what he believed through life. When you've been in probably... You know, in a dressing room with some really highly impressive young players at City, but not a first team dressing room. Is there a difference? And do you feel do you feel different in yourself when you're in that environment? No, I mean, listen, you have a, a massive respect for a lot of the guys that have played all these games. You know, I was fortunate to go into 
into the first team dressing room at City for a couple of years and, you know, to, to learn off them lads is obviously something, you know, amazing with the manager and, and the players and, yeah, you know, there's a lot of lads here who have played a lot of games and, you know, you, you obviously respect that but you want to come in and, you know, you want to affect games yourself and, and get involved and, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm a, a hard-earned pro but I've played enough games to, to understand the game and, and know what's needed but, you know, you said before you're constantly learning and you know to learn off a lot of these lads that that have that have played a lot of games can can only take you forward does that explain some of the loan moves that you've made in your career so far that um first of all i'll be honest with you when you look at that list you look and you see you see a player who clearly is not afraid of a challenge because you've gone abroad Mm -hmm. already as a young player and you've gone to places where there are passionate crowds and you have to perform is that a fair assessment of you as a person? Yeah, I think that's an exciting thing, though. I think, you know, I, I had it last season, obviously, at Sheffield United, you know, and I can see it now from my first game of the weekend with the with the fans that, that we have here, you know, such passion and, and such pride in the team. And, you know, that's so exciting to go and represent that club and, and make that club your own and, and have a real connection with the fans. And, yeah, obviously, I know that'll take a little bit of time because I've only, you know, been involved in one game so far, but... You know, it's something I'm really looking forward to. You know, I I can see how you know passionate they are and how much they want this club to succeed. And you know, for us to be able to go out there and 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 help, you know, push the club forward and you know ultimately make them happy over the weekend is 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 something really good. I just wondered how, what how important you felt it was for development to go out and and to go to places where it's a challenge because I guess. At City, you must get lots of opportunities to go to different places. So how involved were you in, in choosing where you wanted to go? Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're obviously very involved. I think, you know, I, I got pushed up to the 23s when I was like 16 years old. So I was very young, but, you know, I was a little bit ahead with, with my development. And, you know, I got to a point where, you know, I'd played all the 23s games I could. And, you know, I was just ready for that next step. And, you know, obviously the, the Hamburg move, didn't work out as planned but obviously it's something that you know happens for a reason and you know I learned so much from from that and I think you know I had a good end to the season with Cardiff because of what happened in in Hamburg because I learned and and understood how to carry myself and how to act and, and you know how you needed to perform and then you know obviously after Cardiff then I, I had the chance to go to Sheffield United which obviously then was a, a top championship side fighting at the top of the league which Obviously, something that I was used to growing up in City, fighting for, you know, for titles and stuff in the, in the youth team. So, yeah, I felt a lot more comfortable there. And, you know, obviously, when you win, it makes everything a lot better. And, you know, again, just progressing forward. And now here at Wolves, which, which is amazing for me. And I'm, I'm just ready now to, to kick on and, and perform and, and, and learn and improve and just keep, just keep going. Let's talk Germany because that is the, that is a fascinating move. You say it didn't go as you hoped it would, I guess. Yeah, it was very last minute. Um, I remember I was away with England and I think there was literally like a couple of days left of the window and it just came up and I thought, Do you know what, like, why not? You know, if it goes wrong, I can always just come back, um, which obviously what happened. But yeah, I went out there with the same mindset that I, that I had here and, you know, just to, to, to give 110% work hard, but... You know, I, for whatever reason, I don't know. It just didn't really click. Um, but yeah, 
then I came back in, in, in the January and went to Cardiff and, you know, that was brilliant for me. Um, played the, pretty much every game for the rest of the season in the Championship and, you know, that was a, probably a next step up from Germany, obviously. I think the level in the Championship was, was very high for the last couple of years that I'd been in it um, and it was really good for me to, to go there and learn and, and be in a, a proper men's environment, um, you know, which stead me in good stead for, for my next couple of moves. Is there a level of expectation, do you think, when you come from a club like you have, with the background that you have, do you think people expect things of you? And, and do you think they're sometimes surprised by actually who you are as an actual person? Maybe, yeah, probably. But, you know, I don't I don't mind stuff like that. I think, you know, you've got to take that as a positive, um, which I do. And, you know, it's good to have an expectation on your shoulders, you know, because then when you go out and perform, it's a great feeling. Um but yeah, it, I, it's something that I've been used to. It's always kind of been the case. Um, but yeah, I think if you take it in a good way, it only helps you perform. Because it, it's the thing that, um, I say, coming from City, you know, uh, we used to see lots of lone players from United when they were the big team and from Liverpool and from Arsenal and all that kind of thing of, of people who go out. And there is always a question mark, isn't there? On, you know, can you live up to that billing you know, is there a, what is it about you that that club has invested so much in? Is that a part of what is in the back of your mind to drive you to, to prove that actually what they saw in you as a young boy was right? Or do you look at it and kind of go, well, do you know what? I'm Tommy Doyle, I'm my own person and I'll achieve whatever I want to achieve off my own back. Yeah, it's a difficult one because I can't say it's something that I think about. Um, you know, I have my own standards and you know, standards that the club that I'm at, like here now at Wolves, that the that the people and the manager and the, you know your teammates set, and you know you have to live up to them to them standards, and that's you know, that's the good thing about being a professional. You know, I enjoy that bit. You know, obviously, a lot of people will say, "Oh, he can perform and he can do this and he can do that," and yeah, I don't really think about it. I just have my own standards that I want to, you know, perform to, and you know, I think that's lev- the level is a lot higher than what people say on the outside anyway so yeah if if you will, of course want to reach the highs and you know if you can it's an amazing thing so you know that's I'm in the process right now of trying to do that which is which is good what was Sheffield United like yeah it was incredible I had a great time there um the lads the the staff the fans were were so good with me um yeah it was it of course, like I said before, I think when you achieve, it obviously makes things a lot better. But yeah, it was a it was a great period for me, um, and a great stepping stone to lead me to where I am now. Um, and and you know I want to achieve the same with Wolves. I want to keep pushing on, keep performing, keep showing the level, and 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 yeah, hopefully that takes us right up the league. Wolves Weekly with Mikey Burrows, brought to you by MyDieselClaim.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. One of the things that I'm always interested in is life away from football. So I remember chatting to... Hugo Bueno at the back end of last season and I've known Hugo a long time and we were talking about um, him going back home to Spain in the summer and he was saying about how he planned to go to Barcelona with some of his friends and I said to him like you do realize that people are going to know who you are now you're a Premier League footballer it's different to any other time you've been home have you ever have you found that and mates that you've had for a long time are they kind of still around? Do they treat you any differently? It's all the same for me. I think, obviously, you obviously get more recognition when you're out and stuff, but, you know, you understand that's part and parcel of, of playing at the top level. And, yeah, it doesn't bother me. Like, my mates are still the same. Family's still the same. My girlfriend's still the same. Everything, everything's <laughs> the same, do you know what I mean? So, you know, it's just about, you know, you've got to enjoy it, I think. Like I said before, with with when you, you get to meet fans and... You know, I think a lot of them look up to you. So I think if you can even give them five to ten seconds of your time when you're out, you know, it makes a lot of them happy. And, you know, if you can do that, it's obviously a very good thing. Is that odd, though? Like, because I say you're still really young and, you know, you, it's not that long ago that you'll have had people that you looked up to. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, in football, I still look up to people. Do you know what I mean? I'm still, I still have idols that I've had since I was a kid, but... Yeah, maybe it's got yeah, it's a little bit weird, but you know, you get used to it. Um, you know, and you, you you can't be awkward with it, you know, you've you've obviously, you know, if you get to see fans, you just be nice and polite and yeah, then you just get on with your day. It just is what it is. If you if you see them, you're just nice and then you you carry on, yeah. Cuz one of the things that I really liked um when you joined was um obviously your uh your joining was kind of announced by the fact that you posed for a photo with a fan yeah. on the way in to the training ground. Yeah. But that was clearly that you saw him and thought I'm going to stop and I'm going to say hello. Yeah, I was I, I said to I said to Lisa, yeah, I said I've just had a picture with one of the fans and she, she said it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was going to um the medical and obviously all the fans were outside but they obviously see me and then like kind of stood in front of my car so I just obviously I'm going to stop so stopped had a few pictures and that and then obviously luckily all the medicals and that went well so it was it was fine in the end yeah yeah but it's it's the thing about being recognized because I'll tell you I've driven out in and out of that gate loads of times no one stops me for an <laughs> no I, I, I mean listen it is something that you get used to I think once you when you're playing in the prem every week you know it's probably the most watched league in the world a lot of people will recognise you even when I'm back in Manchester, you know, you get people that, that will see and you get some people that, that don't bother, you know, and, and just leave you to it. You know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter, but as long as you're you're polite to the fans it's it's good. Who were your idols? For sure, definitely one was Steven Gerrard when I was growing up. He was an amazing player. Um I played against obviously some of his teams when I was a little bit younger, uh, when City played Liverpool and you know, he spoke to me after after some of the games which was amazing. Um, you know, and obviously you have the the greats like Ronaldo's, Messi, Zidane's, them type of players. But you know, even like someone like De Bruyne now, who, who's been unbelievable for City, and recently Rodri, and 
and, and Declan Rice, you see them type of players, especially Rodri and Declan Rice, who play in my positions. You know, someone that obviously trained with, with Rodri quite a lot and, you know, you learn a lot from watching them and, and yeah, little bits that they do, which is obviously at a top level that you can take into your game and, and bring here. Um, but yeah, obviously when I was younger, I think Steven Gerrard was the main one for me. I used to love love watching him, even though it was for, for Liverpool. I was going to say that's a controversial pick, right? Yeah. For a Manchester lad to pick one of Liverpool's greatest players. Yeah, yeah, but I think when I was younger, City weren't <laughs> as amazing as they are now, so it would have been it wouldn't have been right for me to pick one of them. I think there was better players. But I, that is another insight, though, I guess, and and also about the fact that it's a player in Steven Gerrard who could do it all in midfield, which kind of brings us back to the, what we started with, I guess, in terms of of how you know you've maybe modelled your game on certain aspects. I mean, if if people in ten, fifteen years' time talk of you in anywhere near the same levels of Gerard, you'd have had a hell of a career. Yeah, 100%. I think as a midfielder, you know, you want to be as complete as possible. Um, and, you know, you've seen that with Gerard. there wasn't much that he couldn't do, you know, as well as his, his passing and his shooting and, you know, how alert he was technically um, off the ball, you know, and his, his work rate and his passion was, was obviously amazing too. And, you know, that's part of the game, you know, it's, it's all well and good being good on the ball but you've also got to be able to put your foot in and, and work hard and, and do the basics really well and I think that's a lot of it nowadays if you can master the basics you know you, you, you will have a, a decent career but you know obviously after mastering the basics you want to keep pushing on and, 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 and push yourself as much as you can and yeah obviously I'm only 21 so I've got a long way to go but you know I'm in a good, good process at the moment and, and really happy where I am. What's the ambition? Have you set out like a five, ten years? Have you? I'll be honest with you, right? When I was eleven, I, I I was all right. I was all right, and I got serious knee injury. But before that, I'd kind of planned everything out. I yeah. knew I was. It was going to be me and Wayne Rooney winning the World Cup in twenty eighteen. <laughs> that was the dream when I was a young young kid. Yeah. Have you ever thought about what the career looks like? Of of course. You know, as a footballer, you want to win titles. You want to win Premier Leagues, Champions Leagues, FA Cups, all them type of things, and play for your country as well. Um, but I think as I've as I've come into p- football, you've got to learn to take it, you know, one step at a time. And, you know, you've got to really focus and master on where you are now. And, you know, the rest of it takes care of itself. You know, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself and think, you know, you're, you're about to win the Premier League when you've not even mastered where you are right now. Um so yeah, and that's that's the good thing, you know. I'm looking forward to to now working really hard here, uh, improving, which I believe I can do here with the manager and the and the and the players that we have. And yeah, after that, I, I don't know, you know. I'm just I'm focused on here 110 percent to to give everything I can for for Wolves right now. And you know, the future, I'm not too sure. In all this conversation, uh, I keep coming back to this point of of how grounded you are, Tommy. If you don't mind me saying so. Where has that come from, do you think? Who inspired you as a young person? Who's guided you to get you where you are? I, I think I just have an amazing family. Um, you know, I've been fortunate, obviously, like I said, with my granddads, but, you know, my mum, my mum, my dad, my auntie, uncle, nan, all them type of people, they're all the same. You know, they're all very level-headed and, you know, nobody would allow me to get too far ahead of myself, nor would I let myself neither. But, you know, it's good to have people that give you good principles in life and, you know, I think I'm fortunate enough to have had that. Um, 
and and have taken that into my football and and how I am with 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 people in general. But yeah, I think everything I I do is a credit to my family. You know, they, you, I think as a a young lad, you represent your mum and dad and 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 how they bring you up. And you know, obviously, I've been fortunate enough to have great parents which have looked after me really well. It's lovely to hear you say stuff like that. I say I could, I always remember um, a guy called Connor Ronan, who you might know, who was at this football club for a long time, is now playing in America. Um, when he made his first team appearance, he came from Manchester as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he made his first first team appearance, I remember him outside the ground after that game in Nottingham Forest, and he gave his shirt to his dad, and he talked, and his dad made a, an amazing emotional post on Facebook at the time um, about the journey and stuff that had gone through. And it's always stuck with me about how important families can be to who sh- what shapes you and what you can achieve in your career. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I've, I've had that with, with my dad, especially. You know, I always give him my shirts and, you know, he's got, he's got loads and he's still got his dad's shirts and, you know, my granddad's shirts too. And, and yeah, I think... You know, my mum and my dad sacrificed a lot for me when I was younger to to get where I am. You know, taking me to training every every day and you know, just long days that they had to go through. And you know, obviously, when you're a kid, they don't know how it's going to work out. Um, but you know, I made sure every time that I was I was taken to training, even when I was younger, that I'd give everything. Um, you know, and then you know, if whatever happens, you know, you've you've give everything you can, but. You know, I've always been confident in my ability and confident what I can do. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to be where I am right now. And, you know, to, to play in the Premier League is something that, of course, you always dream of. But it's definitely a credit to them to to, to get me where, where I am today. I love that, mate. Um, just a, a quick one, I guess, about um, the weekend and how it felt, really, because I say it's... You've had to be a little bit patient arriving with the, the knock that you had. Um, not the result that everybody wanted, but were the positives to take from it, do you think? A hundred percent. I think we're, we're, we're building really well. Um, you know, I think as, as lads, we knew that we probably could have killed the game in the first half, which would have made it easier. And then, you know, I think decisions in the second half, you know, managing the game a lot better you know, would help us, but, you know, we're, we're going to learn, we're going to progress. You know, I think the first half performance was brilliant. I think the way the lads were, they, they kept the ball, we didn't force it, you know, we, you know, took real care in everything we did. And then when we decided to, to penetrate, we penetrated with great quality. Um, but yeah, I think it's difficult when you don't take chances against a top team like Liverpool, you know, when you're suffering, which you will do against top teams, you know, if you concede, it makes it obviously a lot a lot more difficult for you, especially if you're holding on to a one nil or it's one one, and you know just certain things we maybe could have done. You know we could have helped ourselves a little bit more, but you know that's football, and you know the main thing is is we'll learn from it. Um, we'll keep working on the training pitch to to make sure whatever we're doing, we we know a hundred percent. You know why we're doing it and what we're doing it for, and you know like I said before it's it's exciting here. You know, and I think we will push on forward. One of the things when I spoke to Dan Bentley was he, he was talking about, you know, no matter what results you get, and listen, we all know that it can be a roller coaster, you can have ups and downs, and sometimes you just try and stay level through it all and, and keep progressing. And he kind of said, you know, whatever happens, you're a really tight knit group and you'll all absolutely give everything you have for the cause. 
yeah, I think you could see that. You know, we give everything until the last the last minute, you know. I think obviously we're gonna make mistakes. Um you know, especially with the way we want to play. You know, we want to play with the ball and we want to play nice football. And, and yeah, when when you play football like that, sometimes, you know, it, it can, you know, not always go to plan. Um, you know, but with with the manager, he knows what, what he wants. And, yeah, it, he'll work on it with us, you know, off the ball. So we're, we're, we're more compact, we're more tight. And, yeah, then we've obviously got amazing players who can create, you know, great opportunities. And, you know, once everything clicks and we... We all, we all net in together. It'll be exciting, definitely. It's been brilliant to meet you and talk to you. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. Wolves Weekly, brought to you by MyDieselClaim.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.